Hello, and welcome to the Clinical Care Options Infectious Disease Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Blanchett. Today's episode is part of an ongoing series on addressing key challenges in the management of viral hepatitis. This series features expert discussions of new developments and recommended strategies for optimizing treatment and care for patients with hepatitis. In this episode, Dr. Carla Coffin from the University of Calgary in Alberta, Canada, shares her thoughts on what the future of HBV treatment may look like based on investigational approaches coming through the developmental pipeline. For more information about our guest and for additional online education on this topic, please visit the link in the show notes. So now let's turn it over to Dr. Coffin. So hepatitis B is a major global health problem. Even though we've had an effective vaccine for almost four decades, there is still almost 300 million people living with chronic infection globally. Six million children under the age of five are known to have hepatitis B, with over a million new cases reported in 2019 alone. We do have very effective therapies for hepatitis B. These therapies are called nucleoside analogs. They work by preventing the virus from making copies of themselves. Uh, They're so-called reverse transcriptase inhibitors or polymerase inhibitors. However, they cannot cure chronic infection. If you stop the antiviral therapy, then most people relapse in that the virus rebounds and they can have recurrent hepatitis. For this reason, the scientific community has advocated for the need to develop a cure for hepatitis B infection. People that are on antiviral therapy can still develop end-stage liver disease or liver cancer, although the risk is definitely much lower compared to those who are not treated. There are accepted definitions for what a hepatitis B cure means. A partial cure means a normal liver enzymes and low-level hepatitis B virus DNA but the person or the patient still remains hepatitis B surface antigen positive. This is still a a good goal to achieve because we know that this will lead to reduced risk of liver cancer and cirrhosis and also reduce liver inflammation. The second terminology is a so-called functional cure. In these patients, they have cleared hepatitis B surface antigen and or developed hepatitis B surface antibodies. Unfortunately, this can take many years to occur, over 40 years on nucleoside analog treatment by some estimates. This can occur naturally or in nature, in that if an individual is exposed to hepatitis B later in life, so for example, a healthy adults, they are more likely to clear the infection and develop natural immunity. And then finally, a sterilizing cure means that you've eradicated all of the viral particles. So you've eradicated all the virus within the liver and there should hopefully be no risk of hepatitis B uh, relapse or flares if you stop antiviral therapy. In order to achieve this cure, there have been different approaches proposed by the scientific community. There are two main categories. One is directly acting antiviral agents which target different parts of the virus life cycle. The second category is immunomodulatory therapy or treatments that target the host immune system. And I'll just briefly discuss 
the different classes of agents from these two main categories. So let's start with the directly acting antiviral agents. We already have one that's actually been approved, and that's what I've mentioned before. That's the nucleoside analogs or the reverse transcriptase inhibitors. They have been available for decades, probably since the early 1990s. The first generation antiviral agents was uh, lenivudine, and then subsequently we've had approved tenofovir and entecavir. The first generation nucleoside analogs, lamivudine, there was a risk or concern about developing antiviral resistance with long-term treatment. But fortunately, with the second generation, this is no longer a concern. And as I've mentioned previously, the biggest problem is that when we stop these nucleoside analogs, the virus can relapse or you can have recurrent viral flares and hepatitis. The main reason why we can't get rid of hepatitis B is because of a very stable virus structure called hepatitis B covalently closed circular DNA. This is what we call the master template. It forms a mini chromosome within the host cell or the hepatocyte nucleus, and it's very difficult to eradicate with our currently acting antiviral therapies. The drugs that have been in development or in clinical trials are entry inhibitors, which prevent the virus from entering the cell, Capsid inhibitors, which affect the assembly of the virus core protein, the siRNA or antisense oligonucleotides, which knock down viral antigen or viral proteins, hepatitis B surface antigen inhibitors, which prevent the secretion of viral proteins from the host cell. And then lastly, which is not yet progressed to clinical trials, but Hopefully, we'll get there someday. It's what I call the holy grail of a hepatitis B cure is gene editing therapies, which would target that CCC DNA template that I mentioned earlier. Let's sort of talk very quickly about these different types of antiviral agents. The entry inhibitors is actually furthest along in clinical development. The first in-class drug, it's called beliveratide. This drug actually targets the hepatitis B receptor. We actually didn't know how hepatitis B entered the cell until about 10 years ago, or it was actually in 2012. And we found out that it was a bile acid transporter or NTCP that the hepatitis B surface protein binds to. This entry inhibitor or beliveratide prevents this binding of hep B to the host cell. We have used this treatment, or it has been used in clinical trials, for patients that have hepatitis B and hepatitis Delta virus co-infection. Delta is another virus that can only infect people with hepatitis B. The virus uses the hepatitis B surface protein to complete its life cycle. There's been encouraging studies showing good or improved clinical outcomes in people treated with hepatitis Delta virus. And we're hoping that this will move further in the pipeline for treatment of hepatitis B mono-infection, along with people with hepatitis B and hepatitis Delta co-infection. The next class of directly acting antiviral agents are the capsid inhibitors or the capsid assembly modifiers. They either block formation of the virus capsid or they cause premature uncoating of the virus. 
this has been tested in various stages or various clinical trials from phase one to phase two. It's been shown to have strong antiviral activity, very well tolerated. It works together, I mean, a synergistic effect with the nucleoside analogs and also with uh, interferon treatment, but it did not lead to a cure or a functional cure with surface antigen loss. In addition, some of the earlier generations resistance was a problem, but the second generation capsid inhibitors are showing some promise. The next class of drugs are the nucleic acid polymers, which as I mentioned, block secretion off the hepatitis B protein from the cells. There have been some uh, smaller phase two studies showing that they were effective if used in combination with the nucleoside analog and with interferon. It was even showing a durable response. So when you stop the nucleoside analog, some patients actually develop hepatitis B surface antigen loss or the functional cure. There has been some issues raised in terms of safety and also some limited understanding of the immunological responses uh, to these uh, drugs. So the mode of action is unclear. Further studies will be needed. And then the antisense oligonucleotides and siRNAs are the next class of drugs. This works by uh, knocking down hepatitis B protein secretion. And it has shown success in phase two studies with decline in viral proteins. In some has shown some durability, which was felt to be possibly related to activation or reactivation of the HBV specific immune response or the host immune response against the virus. And further studies are in progress and hoping to have a better understanding of the immune response to hepatitis B with the use of these uh, antiviral agents. And then lastly, I'd like to talk about the general sort of hep B immune mediated approaches. We do have an immunotherapy available now, and that is interferon or pegylated interferon. It's been around for several decades, but unfortunately interferon is very poorly tolerated and can have significant side effects. And we can't use it broadly for many patients, especially if they have cirrhosis, because there's a risk of decompensation or liver failure with interferon use. The different immunotherapies in development include agents that induce innate immune responses or toll-like receptor agonists, for example, therapeutic vaccines. There are about 18 different therapeutic vaccines that are in various stages of development. Checkpoint inhibitors, which help to restore CD8 T-cell responses or reversal of immune exhaustion. And then finally, T-cell receptor agonists and uh, NOD2 or RIGI agonists, which help uh, induce interferon-mediated immune responses. Specifically, toll-like receptor agonists have been of interest. Uh, one in particular is selganilamide, or, uh, which is a TLR8 agonist that has been developed. It has shown antiviral effect in the woodchuck hepatitis B model, and further studies are advancing in patients. The therapeutic vaccines are another interesting strategy to induce adaptive immune response to hepatitis B. Although similar to interferon uh, and immune approaches, we have to be very careful with immunotherapy because it could induce an uncontrolled immune activation against the hepatitis B virus and lead to fatal flares. So the scientific community believes that 
perhaps we need to do more of a combination approach with the immunotherapies as well as the directly acting antiviral agents. There is hope for hepatitis B cure. There are many new promising drug candidates being developed. There are different definitions of a cure. The first hope for now is a functional cure where you can achieve loss of hepatitis B surface antigen with development of hepatitis B surface antibodies. In the interim, we may need to accept a partial cure where you may still be surface antigen positive, but you do not need to be on long-term antiviral therapy. These patients uh, can still have a very good quality and a long, without risk of liver disease development, even though there's still low levels of virus that may be present. In order to achieve this, we likely will need a combination of the different types of drugs that we have. We'll continue to need the use of the nucleoside analogs, which have been around for many decades, which are very effective, which are very safe as our backbone, and then to layer in other directly acting antiviral agents, such as the capsid inhibitors, the siRNA, antisense oligonucleotides, the entry inhibitors, the drugs that block virus secretion or surface antigen secretion, along with the immunotherapy. Our final hope or the holy grail would be to eradicate CCC DNA, but that might take a while. In summary, hepatitis B is a major global health problem. Even though there is a vaccine, there are still millions of people living with chronic hepatitis B infection globally. We do have effective therapies or nucleoside analogs that are life prolonging, but they do not cure. And people need to stay on treatment for many years, if not lifelong. We need to continue to support the scientific and academic community and the efforts towards finding a cure for this major global human pathogen and prevent the devastating consequences of end-stage liver disease and liver cancer. Thank you, Dr. Coffin, for sharing your insights with us. And thank you for listening. Look out for more episodes in this series at clinicaloptions.com slash hepatitis.